Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Recorded live. Hey, Kevin, you there? Hi. Hi, Krista. Good. How are you today? I'm good. Thanks. Good to hear your voice. Yes, you too. It's been way too long. Yeah. Well, I I am so excited to um, hear new music from you first off. And as I said in my (laughs) one email, I just feel like it's, you know, textured and emotional. And um, actually, I feel like there's even, even a little more production than I'm used to hearing, which I love, yeah. actually. <laughs> I feel like it's yeah. finally. Um, yeah. And this past week, the two devotionals I just posted were Ellie Holcomb and Plum. So obviously oh, wow. we're supposed <laughs> to be talking, <laughs> right? It's so yeah, exactly. So it's totally time for us to talk. But um, I watched your, your video about um, Down Down Low. I love, love, love how you were inspired to write it. I share 100% that opinion. Um, and actually, to get started, let me read you a verse I have yes. pinned on my bulletin board um, that yes. has inspired me. It's Proverbs seventeen twenty-seven and 28, and it's actually my, my life passage for this year. I shared it with everyone mm. on um, uh, New Year's Day. He who has knowledge spares his words, and a man of understanding is of a calm spirit. Even a fool is counted wise when he holds his peace. When he shuts his lips, he is considered perceptive. Oh, wow. Where is so, that again? Proverbs? That where? is Proverbs 17, 27, and, 20, and 28. Okay. That's awesome. I need to commit that one to memory. Yeah. So, I, I like I said, I printed it out. I made a meme of it and, and saved it on my phone. And I've been praying it daily. And then, of course, now you've given me a song to go with that, which I think is pretty cool. <laughs> I'm glad. Um, and I'd love to, you know, hear from your perspective just a little bit more of an extended version of that songwriting story. Um, yes. And also kind of how the song is ministered to you personally. I always love to hear that aspect of, you know, kind of the song creation process. Yeah. Um, well, you know, I've, I've learned a lot about myself the last few years due to some family crises we've been in. And, um, you know, this whole trendy Enneagram thing has come come to the fore and intersected with me and you know I know not everybody's into it but I found it actually very helpful in a practical way for me to understand my people better and also become a little more aware of my own tendencies that were playing into conflict um, that I had not known about before. Um, In my family of origin I was well in both in all all my settings and my people. I tend to be a, a peacemaker personality. And that sounds really pleasant and, and, and sweet and comes across that way, I think. But um, there were, nonetheless, a couple relationships that I could not seem to figure out. I'm like, why am I in conflict with these people? I feel like I'm a kind and gentle person and, you know, I'm not asking too much. And, but um, but what I thought of as peacemaking and peaceable was often something less lovely, a little bit of 
he's faking was in there, a little bit of passive aggression was in there, a little bit of repressing, you know, anger or emotion and um, just kind of withdrawing from relationships rather than entering in. And so, um, you know, I, I've been paying attention to that in myself and trying to discern when is it time to speak up and when is it time to pull back. And if I'm pulling back, what's my motivation? Is that because that's where the Lord wants me right now in this conversation or is it because I'm afraid of conflict or afraid of something? So during the election season, that was really coming to the front because oh, it was so hard to stay quiet about things, you know, when we all had such strong feelings and opinions. But um, but it was just so much noise that it, I found it um, really disturbing. And especially when I saw people I, who love each other, people in my life who um, normally are friends or family to each other, and they could barely be in the same room without something erupting. And, um, and this is largely believers, you know. And I yeah. just didn't see, I didn't see um, humility. I didn't see grace. Um, I didn't see people entering into conversations out of genuine curiosity it was, um, or openness. We weren't really listening. We were waiting for our turn. Um, and we tend to, you know, just seek confirmation of our existing opinions. And I don't know, I just, it really became something that I, I couldn't get away from. I think none of us could. And I had friends who were literally saying, I'm, I'm out, I'm off social media for a while, I just need a break, I can't take it. Um, but I didn't want to do that either. You know, I didn't want to, and in my tendency, especially being one to just, stay quiet. I'll just like be the quiet person in the room rather than saying something that might might rock the boat. So I just thought there's got to be, you know, we have to keep striving to find that place in the center. That's where, where truth meets love, you know, and we don't wimp out from speaking the truth, but nor do we beat people over the head, so, head with it or even be addicted to our own sense of certainty. You know, our opinions are just that that's our opinion and um and uh, I just I don't know wanted to become a better listener and so at that particular moment as I was driving um, back from Atlanta that's just what was on my mind I couldn't take any more radio you know <laughs> newscasts or, or um, podcasts I just needed to step away and and think about it and ask you know what how is this supposed to look and so, yeah, I mean, it's a pretty simple song. It's more, you know, it's it doesn't have a ton of lyrics. I've been prone to, I love words. And so I've tended to write really wordy songs. And I think it was probably partly the influence of um, being with Jess and Taylor that fall because they both write mm. a little more folky and aren't afraid of a little more repetition. And, you know, so, so musically, I think, um, even though it's more pop than the, than what they write. Um, I think some of that simplicity uh, was inspired by some of the music we were listening to that fall together. And, um, but yeah, I came home and, and finished writing it, but was pretty sure it was ridiculous sounding. <laughs> like, I don't even know what this is. And, um, and it, you know, it doesn't have a bunch of chord changes or anything. It's pretty much staying in the same place for the whole time. And so I was, pleasantly surprised to have Jess write back and be like, no, I love this. This is so fun. Let's, let's figure it out. And, um, I'm glad yeah, she so. did. And, and, and I'm <laughs> glad you had that kind of, um, uh, collaboration and friendship, uh, because I do think, you know, thinking through biblically this idea of community and, you know, we're two or more gathered in his name. He's there too. Uh, yes. and I do feel like he wanted this message to get out and, um, Along those lines, my favorite song from last year uh, mm-hmm. is a song called "See the Love" by a band called The Brilliant. So oh, they yeah. were my, I've just they were my to them. yeah, they were my number one overall album of the year, and they, mm. they were in our top ten gourmet uh, list that we just put out. That Ellie was actually number one on, 
Yeah. And, um, there's a couple of lines on that song. I'm just going to use them as step-off points because I feel like they go really well with, yeah. with your song. Because like you said, there aren't as many lyrics as in their song. But uh-huh. know, here are some quotes that I think go with the song and some verses in addition to that Proverbs verse I shared. So the one is, um, it's attributed to St. Francis of Assisi that he said, preach the gospel at all times, use words if necessary. Mm-hmm. And, and then you also know the hymn, they'll know we are Christians by our love. Um, yeah. And I feel like that's, you know, heard in the song. And, uh, you know, some verses that go with that naturally are when Jesus replied in Matthew 22, uh, love your, the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. Second is like it, love your neighbor as yourself. And then in 1 John 4:21, and he has given us this command, anyone who loves God must also love their brother and sister. And then yeah. this one, because <clears throat> this one has been one of my other life verses, 2 Corinthians 10. Um, specifically verse 5 is my life verse, but 2 to 5. I beg that when I come, I may not have to be as bold as I expect to be towards some people who think that we live by the standards of this world. For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. Mm. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension it sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And then this is my favorite line. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. anyhow, I feel like those verses very nicely uh, accompany mm-hmm. um, because that message of love, the, the, um, the bridge, and I know people have already commented. I was looking on your YouTube uh, video, um, hear the whisper of humility. Ah, yeah, <laughs> I yeah, yeah. Right, a sweeter melody. Ah, um, and I'm there <laughs> with you. I I agree. You know, um, humility uh, can be that way we can love. We can show show the world um, the love that Jesus showed, and I believe Jesus lived that out too. That sometimes he just wouldn't say anything. Mm-hmm. You know, he would yeah. speak. And and people would hear him or they would get upset. And then rather than create strife for the wrong reasons, he generally was speaking words of life to people. Yeah. And right. I find, like you said, the culture we're in, or as Paul eloquently captured <laughs> in Second Corinthians, which, by uh-huh. the way, I believe we're in a Corinthians-type culture, just I think there's a relevance there, too. Um, yeah. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. And I love this part. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself mm, up I know, I love the knowledge that. of God. And so that's what your song's really about, you know, arguments and pretension, um, the weapons of the world. Uh, we need to tame our tongues. I think that's a whole nother um, James 3 uh, wisdom is in there. But the, sometimes you got to go dark. Sometimes you got to be quiet. Sometimes you got to get far from the voices that stir up violence. I feel like, yes, you're right. We do. Um, and then I do think we also need to find the voice that speaks in every tongue. <laughs> Hear the song that yeah. writes a thousand. That writes a thousand more. If we listen well before it's been done, there'll be harmony we've never heard before. And I believe that's revelation. You know, that's that second coming. Um, yeah. That one day, um, all things will be new. There will be no more tears, no more sorrow. And it sounds like you were in a season of all of that. Um, and that oh. sounds like, it sounds like all of that was weighing on your heart. And, and it came out in an empowering. And my wife says I shouldn't use that word, but I feel like it fits in this case. I think this is an empowering <laughs> message. Um, yeah. and, and you can dance to it, as you said. Um, and you do, in fact, dance. In fact, I watched the whole video, like, is Krista ever going to actually dance? And then it's like, oh, well, she's dancing. A um, bit. Hey, I did a lot more dancing, and he didn't, he cut all of that from, he didn't use it all up. And, oh, you must be ashamed of my dance moves. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And I actually see on your website you wrote up, about the song. It looks like you posted it today. This is rather timely. Yeah, I kind um, of reposted some stuff I had written about it earlier, but um, okay. I just added a little bit. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's where I'm reading those lyrics from. So thank you for doing that. Oh yeah. <laughs> um. So. So yeah, regarding all of that stuff, and I always say all that stuff because yes. I just want your reaction. So. Yeah. <laughs> so what are your thoughts yeah. on some of that? There's um, so much. Um. You know, like. Uh, one thought that I have as we were talking is that there are issues that we have to discuss. You know, we have to. We have this. These practical matters that have to be sorted out as a national community, as states, as, you know, um, those things, it's not about avoiding them. But, and, and sometimes it's not about even being silent in it, but sometimes you have to, um, we have to realize that Scripture speaks about humility and the dangers of pride more than it speaks about most of the other things that we're bringing to the fore, the things that we are willing to kill each other emotionally or spiritually over. Jesus and the entire scripture doesn't speak to those things specifically nearly as much as he speaks to the danger of pride and uh, the virtue of humility. And if there's one thing Jesus really, his, his number one trademark character was his humility, that he was, I mean, in essence, he was God, and yet he came, humbled himself to be man. So, you know, the way he acted day to day is is also exemplary of humility, but his very existence here on earth was all about that. And it seems like we tend to go, yeah, yeah, humility, but on, functionally we push that down to the bottom of the priority list, and we're far more concerned with things people are doing or not doing. And, um, and so I just found it so, that to be really an upsetting thing to see the church in these moments where we have visibility, that we are not letting that be the first thing that we're known by. Um, mm-hmm. and, and Micah 6, 8, um, you know, is a verse yeah. to doing justice, loving kindness, and walking humbly before God. And Colossians 3, 12, clothe yourselves in compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. You know, and it, those things are very different from a lot of what we are clothing ourselves in a lot of the time. Um, and Particularly on social media. I, I think you've actually put your finger on um, an area where I find people are not walking the walk, so to speak. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I feel like they're somehow using that bully pulpit. Um, mm-hmm for an agenda uh, as opposed yeah. to forgetting that on the other side of that are people. And, right. and again, I'm not, I don't have an anti-social media message. I'll, although just so you know, I actually don't do Facebook for all the reasons we just talked about. Um, uh-huh. But you have to as an artist, I understand. Um, yeah. So, so, yeah. So what, this is kind of the question and you, you've hit it perfectly. Thank you. That's exactly where I was wanting to go with the conversation, but what would you like people to do with this? Because I feel like this is a great call to action song, and I'd mm-hmm. love to know your heart behind what it's done for you personally and how that mm-hmm. might inspire others as well. Um, there's so much that's been going on inside of me regarding this um, issue, more, larger than this issue, than this, you know, one song and this one concept, but connected to it um i think on a deep deep level i think we need to become more aware of our of our hidden motives and the whole reason we tend to lash out and react to each other in the way we do a lot of that is fear based it's not even nearly as righteous as we want to make want to believe or want to make other people believe when someone challenges us we are so our identity is so invested in our ideas being right um, that it is terrifying for us to even really be open to listening because we don't want to hear anything that might threaten our rightness because we don't know what that's going to do. We don't know what that's going to do to our lives or our you know, peace of mind day to day. And so I think a big thing that's been going on in me is becoming learning to be engaged without being overly attached, um, if that makes any sense. As a person, self-admittedly, who um, can be prone to withdrawing just because I don't like (laughs) 
conflict of any sort. I'm trying not to do that. I'm trying to enter in actually a little bit more and even be willing to use words, you know, to engage in conversations that maybe before I would have just like watched, you know, watched silently um, without entering into. I'm considering or written a song this. about it. You also wrote songs what? about it. You also wrote songs about it, I think. About what? About things you saw, things you observed. I think that was oh, your yes, way of... Oh, yes, 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 yes. True, true. Um, but, you know, on a, like, if I'm in a room with people who are in conflict or I see something going down on social media or public, I, I would be fear, naturally fearful of entering in because I don't want to be part of the conflict and I don't want anybody to be mad at me. But I'm getting less fearful of that because I am, A, not identifying, allowing myself to identify with people's approval of me. Um, I'm trying to just look God in the eyes, <laughs> look Jesus in the eyes and go, what do you want from me? And what's, what do I actually, at this moment in my life, knowing that it's likely a flawed perspective, what do I, you know, what are, what are where am I at right now on whatever the issue is? And maybe I do have something to contribute to the conversation that will help, you know. But um, but doing that without being overly attached to my own opinions or ideas. So, in other words, it's not going to hurt my pride. It's not going to destroy my identity if I'm wrong. Like, I don't need to be fearful so I can engage without being overly attached. Um, I actually yesterday when I put or a couple days ago when I posted the behind the behind the song video the first time, there's a gentleman who um, interacts with me sometimes on Facebook, and his responses are often trying to correct something doctrinally or theologically, uh, mm. maybe that I've said or or not. He's never you know he's not been rude, but he's he can just I, he's concerned about things being correct and um. And after I posted this, and you can still, I didn't take it down, uh, it's still up there, but he he said, he responded saying, you know, he saw things differently during the campaign. He thought that Christians are, um, in essence, bullied into silence and not, um, that we we fall prey to thinking we need to be nice all the time. And Jesus was not nice. He was kind. And there's a difference. And I didn't, I don't disagree with that premise, but I, I disagreed that I saw Christians being silenced or overly nice. I did not observe that personally during the uh, election. And so I responded with a question um, and and said, can you give me an example? And we ended up having a conversation on the past. I may have just like said, made one comment to kind of make it go away, but mm. to be kind, but like not carry on the conversation. And and I decided not to do that. I'm gonna. He's putting himself out there. I'm gonna respond to him in love. But I didn't want to do it in the way of the world, like you're saying, that you know, wage war against him. Right. And so, one of the things on a pragmatic level that I have learned from other people in recent years is that you can ask questions rather than just always throwing your opinions down, just ask, you know, can you help me understand that? I'm I'm not sure I'm seeing where you're coming from. You know, can you give me an example of that? And so that is so hard. Like even here in my household, you know, my kids say something I disagree with and I just want to tell them all the ways they're wrong and here's here's what's fact, here's what's true. And I'm really trying to learn to say Oh, I I hadn't noticed that. Can you tell me more, you know, about that, or to find and to find something that's true in what they've said. That mm. that's something that's come up in counseling, you know. Um, that conflict escalates because we are armed, you know, with all this emotion and this fear and this anger, and often the best thing you can do when someone attacks you in some way is to say you know, you're right about this. Like, uh, find something, because usually, almost always, there is some essence, some truth in what they've said, even if it's more the spirit of the thing and not the, you know. And so to acknowledge something 
and then to ask the question and to be truly curious and interested in that person instead mm-hmm. of just these abstract ideas. You know, God didn't say, Jesus didn't say love other people's ideas. He said love Correct. people. <laughs> exactly. That, that's beautiful. Thank you. Um, and you'll love this. I, this is totally God's timing. Um, one of yeah. the podcasts I listen to daily. So I also withdraw and um, I'm an introvert and I um, yes. have read Quiet by Susan Cain and Yes, me too. Uh, <laughs> and I'm I'm connected with her on LinkedIn, and I share stuff uh-huh. about her all the time. I've blogged about her. Um, she's been like a hero for me because she does a lot of what you're talking about. She steps out of her comfort zone mm-hmm. to do a TED Talk, uh, which has now been seen by tens of millions of people, um, and, and has asked those questions like you've talked about and has engaged people in challenged workplaces to think about open workspaces and the way we don't allow quiet people who are creative people to foster their creativity. And mm-hmm. then one of the podcasts I listened to this morning was it's called Something You Should Know. And it's by a guy named Mike Carruthers. And a couple times a week he, he just shares different interviews and, and facts that he has studied and he shares them with the listeners. And today, the one I happened to listen to was about right and wrong. (laughs) And it Mm. focused on math questions are really the only thing that there are right and wrong answers to. I'll have to go back to the specifics. Yeah, math equations, right? So, (laughs) So, like, when you have a math question, that has a right and a wrong answer. Um, yeah. But a lot of other things do not, <laughs> and it had right. to do with had to do with um, innovation. Like the people who are the most innovative, the people who um, go from the middle class to like the upper class, are the people who don't look at the world as having rights and wrongs. They mm. look at the world as having innovation, and there might be another way to do something than yeah. this one way people have been saying. And and that was basically the study of a mindset. So it basically had to do with a mindset that if you go beyond the there's a right and a wrong answer to this, uh-huh. then then you can start to change the world. And mm, isn't wow. that in many ways what Jesus is challenging us with? So isn't that interesting? It's like a science podcast I'm listening to. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's making me think it, about it. Tell me the name of it again. Something You Should Know is the name of the podcast. Okay. And hold on, I can see which, which actual episode it was. There's been like 150 episodes. But I listened to it this morning. And it was this one. Let me just see what the topics are on this one. Trouble sleeping, embarrassment. Nope, that must not have been it. How your friends influence what you think, feel, why it's so hard to ask for help. One of those two. I'll, I can go. I can mm. actually send you the very specific one. I think it might have been the other one. I mean, it looks, looks to me like it's this one. It was. It was aired on January first. Okay. I'll see if that. I'll see if that's the one. Um, it had to do with people getting embarrassed. Is this the one? More money in your pocket now. Uh, anyway, I'll find it. I'll find which one it yeah. was, and I will. I'll send you the link because I feel like again, like that's where you're going to with your song, which is, um, and what you're saying about what you've learned from the song, which is about a mindset, and yeah. and as you said perfectly, um, Jesus didn't tell us to love people's ideas; he said to love people, and right. and he changed people's mindsets. Um, yes. and, and all of us as humans, um, one of the things we can do, um, as thinkers, as critical thinkers is we can help move people's position, but we don't need to bludgeon uh-huh. them. And, right. and I think that's what we seem to have missed in this humility, pride, uh, warning <laughs> that, mm-hmm. that you yeah. can't, you can't softly, um, move somebody's position through a prideful bludgeoning, but you can uh, encourage somebody on another way of looking at things 
if you're doing it out of a spirit of humility and love. And yes. my sense is that's really what your your call to action is out of this. Yeah. Moment. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. It's yeah, it's powerful. It's so when people feel loved and heard, mm. it opens everything. Like the doors are flung wide open. But if I don't believe that you even care about me or my thoughts or my perspective, then I'm a closed house. You know, you can't, I'm not going to hear anything you have to say. Um, so, yeah. I, and I, I mean, we're all still, that's a lifelong journey. We're all still learning, you know, how to, how to do that, how to do that. Every day, because some each of us have some forums where it feels kind of easy to execute that, mm. <laughs> and then other where others where our pride or our you know emotions just there. Are, I think especially within families, there's a sense of well, if we don't agree on this, then we're broken in some way. You know, we're separate from each other. And um, I mean, my dad and I actually just stood in my doorway for like an hour this morning talking about these things because his he just has one sister he grew up with and they are you know she's he's very conservative she's very liberal um and he can't he's like how did we grow up in the same house how do we end how did how can she think this way and um and of course i'm i'm actually not in either of their camps i'm somewhere in the middle and um right so I, I can tell i feel like <laughs> yeah and actually that's funny because it's one of the things that came up with this gentleman on facebook is he said i'm just frustrated because um I feel like these quote, liberal or secular artists or whatever, they just say whatever they think and there's no mm. repercussion. But then these artists I I follow, like you, play mm-hmm. it down the middle. He's like, it, it feels like tyranny. It feels like you play it down the middle. You have to play it down the middle. Cause, and I was like, well, I certainly am sure that that does happen. Um, I can imagine how frustrating that is for you to have people you respect seeming to compromise. I was like, for my part, I can tell you, I'm not really, I'm not playing it down the middle. I just usually am down the middle. <laughs> like, that's actually where I stand on most things is somewhere in the middle. And it's probably because I, I, I'm really good at seeing both sides of things. And that's helpful and it's hurtful. It's really hard for me to make decisions, and but it makes me sympathetic towards people. And so, I was like, I, I'm really, I'm not, I'm not compromise I'm not like trying to please people here I just I, I you know don't really know what I think about a lot of these things sometimes and so I don't you know speak loudly on a lot of those but but yeah my dad was like how do we grow up in the same house and you know, I'm like I, I'm, and my siblings we have two of us who are artists who tend to be more on the left leaning side and then two of us who are um more you know super conservative and I don't care you know I don't I don't care that we're not it doesn't bother me but I think for a lot of people like my dad it's like uh it feels like a risk if we're not on the same page so I I I hear you and not so quiet people or people as you said who see things both ways or Mm -hmm. see things down the middle um tend to get trampled uh, mm-hmm. by that louder voice. So uh, what I love about this particular uh, call to action is it is about lowering your voice and mm-hmm. about allowing for more listening and yeah. and also to give, hear people. You know, I think once you hear them right. and if you ask questions or and you uh, engage, um, and invest in them as people. Um, I find that that at that point you have more of an opportunity for for unity. And along those lines, this also ties in. I think we might even be connected on LinkedIn. Um, I've been sharing about Sheryl Sandberg's um, mm, resilience and, book. Yes. Yeah, so, well, she's got her resilience book exactly. And and on leanin.org right now, there's a new hashtag called Mentor Her. And, okay. Um, so I am I am a mentor to several women uh, at my mm-hmm. company, uh, and I've been married 24 years and have 
three daughters. Uh-huh. So I can relate very much to all of that. And yeah. some of what you're talking about goes with that, which is that giving a voice and listening and um, being creative uh, and not thinking of, of quietness as just assent, um, which, as mm-hmm. you said, can, can then turn into passive aggressive. Right. Uh, <laughs> right. So this is one of the specific uh, action items I have, and I shared it. It was a mentorship for men, so this is kind of my takeaway. To give open, yeah. honest input, even when it's hard. Direct, actionable feedback is a gift, but women often receive less of it. Look for opportunities to give your mentee specific input for improving her performance and learning new skills. Whenever possible, share your input in the moment when it's most effective. If you hold back to protect mm. your mentee's feelings, you're not helping her. Remember, your honest yeah. feedback will help her advance more quickly. So that's that's me. That's my job. Yeah, um, yeah. Is to take things I've learned and give open, honest feedback in a gentle way. Um, and yeah. that's how I've ended up in this role. And part of it is I'm, I'm one, of few, one of a few believers in my line of work. And what I have found is people who react knee-jerk-wise in a worldly way don't understand uh-huh. um, spiritual <laughs> ways of dealing yeah. with things. And I think right. that goes to, you know, Galatians 5 and um, how God describes his spiritual gifts and how he wants mm-hmm. us to be. And I think, yeah. I think that's another takeaway for your song. I think that if you have put on a spirit of humility and if you are um, covered, uh, you know, with the, the gift, the fruit of the Holy Spirit, if you have love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, gentleness, kindness, self-control, you can live out this song. You can yeah. hear the whisper of humility. You can write a sweeter melody of love. Uh, and you can be quiet and get far from the voices that stir up the violence. Because I feel like I feel like that's what's missing, right, in the world. Yeah. Is that yeah. is we're we're living in in opposition of that. Yeah. And so I just love that organizations like Shell Sandberg and Lean In uh, are completely in harmony with where I'm coming from. And yet there's no mm-hmm. biblical yeah. perspective. Yeah. It's 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 a it's right. sort of a self help angle. But I sure. I can read that same thing that I just read to you from a biblical lens. Yes. And and I know where the strength to do that can come from. Right. Um, and so and, for me, and that, why it works. I mean, cognitive behavioral therapy, self help, works generally because it's the same things that Jesus taught us. <laughs> like exactly. His his ways and the things that he gave us to live by work. You know, I mean, it's good for us. It's good for us. And, and harmony, you know, the great thing about the word harmony is it's it's not unison. You know, you're, it doesn't sound good because you're singing the same melody. You're not singing the same thing. You're singing two different parts, but they complement each other, you know. And um, I love that. I love the idea of living in a community with people who all say things a little differently, all come from a different perspective, and... It doesn't mean it has to be dissonant, you know. I don't think it's different opinions that bring dissonance. I think it's uh, our inability to love each other well and communicate well. That's, that sounds dissonant. No doubt. And um, and I think a lot of that comes from uh, listening to respond versus listening to understand. And yeah. And I um, also am a big believer in Stephen Covey's Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Mm-hmm. And I have those mm-hmm. pinned up on my same bulletin board. And the mm-hmm. habit thought is seek first to understand and then to be understood. And yeah. and he, by the way, is a believer and wrote that book from that perspective. Because um, huh. if you read it, just like um, I've read Quiet many times, uh, I've yeah. read that book many times. And I find... Uh, when you kind of use that as your foundation, it's it, mm-hmm. the overflow of what a habit, a good habit is, an effective, you know, a habit that creates a highly effective person um, yeah. comes out of, if you read texts like that, 
and the Bible, <laughs> uh-huh. all of a sudden your eyes are wide open back to yes. <laughs> um, the uh, Instagram post um, that you had back on January 1st. And you had some reference in there. And then I referenced your song, Have Your, have, um, your, eyes, have your eyes Open. And I have had that as a mantra for me this year. Um, mm. And I feel like your song, this song in, embodies some of that too, which is, that uh-huh. if your eyes are wide open to um, the needs of others and if your eyes are wide open to how people are feeling uh, and how you're feeling yourself, right? Right. I mean, I feel like there's right. two parts of that. Um, then rather than not saying what you mean or saying what you mean in the mean way, you uh-huh. can just walk the walk and do Micah 6-8, like you said. I, I feel like that's also a yeah. perfect um, reminder for this for the song and the record. So I'd be remiss if I don't briefly just ask you, um, because I, I'm gonna, I want to review the record as well. So um, I feel like there's tons of messages. I want to do several of these discussions, if you're cool with that. Um, yeah, what, absolutely. What we've done before. Um, but what, what should I be listening for is your heartbeat for Velveteen. Like, cause as, I, as I have my repeated listens before I start writing, like what's your heartbeat for this song and what would you like me to be listening for? You say for the song or for the whole album? For, for, the, for the record, for for the album. For the whole record. Um, hmm. I think for a second. I think. Um, I mean, the song "Velveteen." I chose that as the title track, um, because it's a great word, but also because I do think it's the it is in a sense the heartbeat of the whole album. Um, because I, I think that uh, everything I was going through, which I inevitably we'll talk about as we talk about the other songs, um, were just felt like um, everything was being taken away. Um, and in a sense, it's it, you know it's some of the same things I've written on for past records, except I was writing for other people, <laughs> and now yeah. it's like okay, this is now my story. So, um, but feeling realizing that all those the stripping away, um, even the quieting, I guess in this song, you know everything, your ego, you know all the things that you've attached to your identity, whether it's your opinions or your people or your financial security or your station in life, whatever it is, um, all of that being taken away feels like your skin being ripped off. And yet it's the very, these are the very things that, you know, it seems to have to take something like that to wake us up to mm. the, the most real, real, you know, the reality of um, where Christ is not a concept or something you're trusting because you've heard other people's stories or testimonies, including biblical testimony, but suddenly it becomes like as real as the human sitting next to you. Um, and then you become real from seeing from seeing him that way. Um, so I don't I don't really know yet how to, I'm still working on how to talk about it. Because um, I haven't performed any of these yet, so I'm still like writing out story, you know, narratives and stuff. Sure. But I, well, I think like it really you said, does, we can continue I mean, that. We can talk yeah. about that another time. Yeah, but it really does. I think the song Velveteen, you know, in that story is really what um, is at the center of it all. Is the rabbit? You know, this this rabbit thought he was real because he had been loved. You know, that's what he was told first. Is when you're loved, then you become real. And so he thought he was, but then you go back and you realize, oh, he didn't become really real until he was thrown into the fire. And then he comes out the other side and he's able to enter into real life. And I, I just, I think that's huge. I think that's incredible. And I, I wish there were shortcuts, but I don't think there are. <laughs> I think we have to go through the fire, you know. Yeah, so. agreed. All right. Well, I I'm already hearing a lot of that, so you know I'll probably have my own interpretation. That's probably what you want me to have. Anyway. Yes. Um, yes. Is how does it how does it move me? Um, mm-hmm. so that's what I will be praying over and allowing the Holy Spirit to work on my heart about. Um, yeah. 
you know, as a fellow parent in the same stage of life as you, um, mm-hmm. I, you know, I very much connect with you as a songwriter and, yeah. uh, and that's part of what I'm, I'll be doing. So I just wanted to but make love. sure, you know, for example, well, we had definitely, um, one day, um, just absolutely blows me away. So I'll just say that right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, over time, maybe we'll talk about that as well at some point. But um, yes. until, hey, until, until then, um, I look forward to getting this up. And what's the actual record release date? Because I think I'll post this before the record releases. Yeah, so, yeah the, full album is, the full album is out on April 10th. Okay. This is the scheduled date. Um, so in next week, I'm releasing the song Velveteen and then okay. Butterfly a month after that. Um, hey, do you want to give me um, an address? Because just because the artwork is so beautiful, I know you already have all the song files, but I would love to send you physical copy because it's so pretty. Oh, for sure. And Shelly uh, was involved. Yes. Wasn't she? That's, oh, that's right. Cool. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, for sure. Um, do you have a way to write right now? Yep, I do. Okay. Um, it's 29 page, P A I G E, trail. Okay. okay. And then that's. Percasee, P-E-R-K-A-S-I-E, and it says, point to the sound, Pennsylvania, (laughs) (laughs) So, yes, if you're ever looking to do a house show in Percasee, let me know. Uh, I would love that. I am going to be in Pennsylvania, but I don't know if it's close to you. I can't even think of the town name offhand. I'll have to look it up Um, in around Memorial Day. Oh, sweet. Yeah, we'd love to have you. um, We've done six house shows. Maybe seven at this point, um, and yeah, we uh, we have a blast, and we mm-hmm. take love offerings, and I, one of them yeah. I actually uh, sold tickets on um, uh, Kickstarter. <laughs> like yeah. there's a lot of ways we do it, but we ultimately will will bless you if you're able to come, and you know we could just have it be a gathering of fellow um, gourmet music fans like myself, and uh, yeah. Yeah, and my girls, I know, would love to meet you and all that, too. But, um, yeah, so if you ever are just, like, happen to be in the area and are looking for a place, Mm -hmm. we'd love to have you. And um, by then, you know, we could even just do it out on my back patio, which would be the ideal spot. Um, Yeah. We can also do it in my basement. I mean, we've got lots of options. Um, Okay. Yeah, so we could could look into that. But, but yeah, I look forward to seeing that artwork. That sounds awesome. And... um, yeah, to help support the record, I guess what I can do is uh, I'll do my schedule for, I guess we're going to be in March here before I know it. So for either the end of this month or early March, I will get, okay. um, I'll get this song posted. And then, okay. and then even before, I, so when would be helpful for you to get the album review up? Like two weeks prior or a week prior? What, what are you looking uh, for, for promoting the record? Uh. Hmm. I don't really have I don't really have a plan for that. Um I'm more on my own. Do you want do you want I, me to like help you promote it? By the way, some artists have hired me in the last couple of years to help promote their their Oh really? Um, yes. I've had several indie artists have me write bios and press releases and things like yeah. that. So, so yeah, you're a great writer, so you don't necessarily need help with the writing part of it, but if you're looking for just general marketing help let me know. Feel free to ask. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, probably, let's see, it's releasing April 10th. There's, at this, I'm toying with the idea of um, partnering with one of my blogger friends for a, like an exclusive pre-release thing. Sure. But at this point, April 10th, so I mean, really if it's out, you know, in the week prior, I think that would be sufficient. Yeah, it just help it help the album itself. Yeah, people be aware of it because you know I yeah. know, and you're doing it right. You're you're having singles precede the full record, and I think that yeah. will get the word out. Um, and then obviously this that's what I'm going to try to do here with the the song devotional. So so we can just be organic about it, and when it okay. when you think it's the right time, um, I can kind of get it uh, ready for you. Um, and then, yeah, if you've got a, a blogger friend who can help compile, you know, what people are saying, 
um, uh-huh. too. Because usually that's the whole point of like our whole industry uh, is to yeah. try to get third party endorsements for for what we think is really great. <laughs> oh, I really appreciate you and what you do. I love that you can see redemption in anything, <laughs> you know, in store in things that are put out by all kinds of writers and probably, I mean, that's how I am with films and whatever, you know, it doesn't have to be uh, a overt gospel narrative or even made by a Christian for me to be able to see truth where there is truth. So I love that. Yeah. I, it sounds I like you, you'd probably cry at the same things I cry at. Um, probably. <laughs> <laughs> um, if, for example, for Christmas, my wife bought me Les Mis. Uh, oh my gosh. The, it was the 11th time we saw it, and I cried again. I cry every single time. Um, and and I cry every time I watch the show This Is Us. I mean, I, I'm just oh, yeah. I'm like the, the weepy mess. But, again, those are good examples, right? Because it's just it's humanity. Yeah. Like, there's just something yeah. about storytelling and humanity um, yeah. that that moves me. And, yeah, yeah. So, so I actually have said this in, in certain reviews I've written that what I'm listening for is does this move me? That's pretty much it. Um, is what? Does this move me? I mean, that's pretty yeah, much. Yeah. That's pretty much any yeah. art, and it doesn't have to be made by a believer, like you said. If it moves me, it moves me. Um, well, like and then it, it's probably mil- million reasons by by yeah. uh, Lady Gaga moves. Oh my gosh, you know? I love that song. Yeah. So. Right, so you know where we're coming from. So, but, yeah. which is why I supported your covers record because I was like, yeah, these yeah. songs also move me. They, yeah. That's what it's all about. <laughs> so, anyway, and you and I like some well, of the same guess, from from our high you know, school good, years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, good art. You know, Madeline Langle. I don't know if you've read her book, Walking on Water, but she has so many good things to say about that. You know, about um, what is Christian art, anyway? So, I mean, it's good art is. Christian art should be good art. It means that it's reflecting truth, cosmos from chaos that we see around us. And so when you see this is us or anything else, what your soul is like resonating with the gospel reflection of the image of God in the storytelling, you, there's something true there. And if it's true, that means it's, there's something of God there, whether they are aware of it or not. You know, I think it's very mystical and beautiful. Right, well, because God put eternity in all of our hearts, et cetera, et cetera. Right. I mean, there's just so there's so much there, and I know it when I hear. Um, yeah. All right, so here's another one for you. I mentioned I can't believe I brought up Lady Gaga in our conversation. Um, so I, <laughs> I'll tell you another one. So um, the female singer songwriter Halsey, do you know who she is? Yeah. Uh huh. Um, so I have a few songs from her new record. Um, yeah. But specifically. Yesterday, I bought the song called Sorry. Uh-huh. So check okay. out that song, that Sorry. One. I will. Yes. I will. And, and, and you'll be moved. Okay. We'll I will. Okay. Yeah. I can't wait. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, anytime you're looking for music recommendations, let me know. Because in addition to everything that comes out in the Christian market, I feel uh-huh. like to be a good reviewer, I need to also – so really the charts I scour are the alternative charts on iTunes. Okay. Yeah. Um, and the singer songwriter charts. So I I basically pretty much monthly am sampling and or buying um yeah. the the top tracks from the alternative and singer songwriter charts. And oh yeah, we're definitely on the same page. <laughs> yeah, and so for me, um the kinds of songs I'm telling you about, that song by Halsey and then there's another new song. Um, by the band, um, I'm going to say it's pronounced Churches, but it's the oh yeah, of oh yeah, um, I really like them. They were a reference song, for us during new song the called Get Out. Yes, I really like okay. that one as well. Okay, I'll check it out. Yeah. So anyway, that's some of what I I also listen to uh, in addition to in addition to your great new record. But I feel like that uh, makes me hear your record in a different way, don't you think? Definitely. Yeah, I think you're. You're um, hearing me in context more, I think, uh, you know, because that's, that's, those are my influences. So I think when people come to, sometimes come to my music, if they only listen to Ellie Holcomb or only listen to, you know, something else, then they might be like, 
huh? Like, I thought you were a Christian. I don't understand. <laughs> so. Right, and you've read everything I've ever written about you, and obviously yeah. I understand who you are. Um, and that's what I meant about, like, if you ever want me to help tell your story, you know, please yeah. feel free. Because um, okay. what I've been finding is these, these – so you've, you've always been indie, so you kind of get it. Yeah. Um, but these artists who were signed and are now indie, oh, yeah. they're I'm the ones sure who have do. been re- – they're the ones who have reached out to me because they're saying, uh-huh. you know, you knew me when I was signed, but nobody ever wrote my bio or wrote about mm-hmm. my music in a way like they actually understood me. Uh, and, yeah. And so they have asked me to kind of help retell their their story through the way I've understood their story versus yeah. the way they were marketed by their yeah. their label or whoever. So, so uh-huh. that's what I was saying is you've done a great job at sort of, telling your own story um and i wanted to come you know i offered to obviously come alongside and help you tell your story um yeah um well it'd be actually a great um i don't know what i'm going to need you know but it'd be great to have uh you know resource you know that i have on file here in case (laughs) i run it do you have like something written out of the different things that you have helped people with and how much you charge for different things. Uh, yeah, no, no, I'm not asking you, you to hire over. me. No, I'm not asking you to hire me. You, you literally oh, mailing me the record I... is good enough. Yeah, it's fine. I mean, yes, some people uh, have done so. Um, I mean, even if you just you did, uh, you know, a love offering for a house show, I would consider that yeah. a beautiful yeah. way to <laughs> partner with you. Oh, so, no, I'm not, I'm not looking to be hired by you by any means. I was just saying – if you're looking for a, an additional voice to help tell your story. Yeah. Well, I really appreciate that. I mean, any, like if you have, I guess, just any item kind of list or, you know, things that you have done or that you have seen or that you can imagine being valuable or helpful, yeah. um, that would be great. Because at this point, I'm it's so organic here because I don't even have an assistant temporarily so um it's bad timing for that but i'm doing everything on my own so um yeah. i don't even you know know what i need at times i'm like what's well I do? well here's what i'm thinking so if you did have any budget i wouldn't want you to pay me i'd want it to be for our website so let me think about that too um, okay a package a package where we could you know because we're getting a million visitors a month um so if there's something we could put together for you, we are catering to the indie singer songwriter. Like that is actually the direction we're trying to go now. So okay. you really you can find that on your own. If you literally just go to the bottom of our our website. Uh huh. Um, I guess it's hard to get to the bottom normally, but I, I always go to like my devotional page, <laughs> and then yeah. I go to the bottom. Yeah. Um, so there's a thing that says um, advertising under more info and then there's a pdf on all of our packages we get for like three hundred dollars okay. we can do that. we can do like a package and then that's part of telling your story too uh-huh. so i would say even more than even more than me helping because i'll write for free basically you don't have to worry about that but um but as far as us like putting widgets on our website about your your album and things like that uh-huh. that's kind of more okay. what i'd like to also see you do so okay that, you know everybody possibly one knows about what you're doing so. yeah okay well i'll uh, take a look so at yeah, that let me look for at sure. this indie, indie artist watch there we go i just saw it right here that's indie it that's one of watch. our best ones indie artist watch okay. so right now that's listed as a 600 dollars thing but uh-huh. the idea is you're featured on our music discovery page so you actually would be the um at the top, we'd pin you at the top of our homepage for like that whole month. Uh-huh. Um, we would do um, a couple of interviews. Um, we would put it in our Friday New Music email, which goes to 141,000 subscribers. The video of your choice featured site-wide on our social. We could do a free, free song download. Um, and then a lot of like the stuff um, I do is generally included with that. Um, but we have an advertorial campaign that's four hundred dollars, and you can kind of read about that. You know, you, you get the idea. We've got we've got yeah. affordable stuff now, 
for indie artists, and that one called Indie Artist Watch is a great example, um, okay. where we're really trying to cater to your your kind of um, yeah. situation. Awesome. Well, I will look at that. Thank you, Kevin. Thanks for yeah. that. Yeah, because, again, you know, it's like a tree falling in the woods. Um, yeah. <laughs> nobody – does anybody – does it make a sound? No, um, so, about it, yeah. So, yeah, so I, I want to make sure people know. Cause I, by the way, yeah. I'm telling you, by saying all that, I think your record's amazing. So, um, Thank you. I, I totally want people to know about it. And, uh, yeah, I thought it was just so-so, I would say. Nice talking to you. I read a couple of devotionals. But, uh, no, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> but, no, I really feel it's, it's amazing, and I think people really need to hear it. So. <clears throat> I appreciate that so much. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, so we'll we'll talk more, and we'll get a little uh, more info down the line. But clearly, I've got tons to go on um, for today. And uh, as always, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thanks, Kevin. I'm I look forward to talking to you again soon. But I appreciate all your work on this. Thank you. Yep, you're welcome. All right, thanks, Chris. Okay. All right. All right. Bye bye. All right. Bye.
With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in education into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu.